The following audio is from Harvest Fellowship. For more information about Harvest Fellowship, visit harvestabq.org. Oh, man. Good morning, church. Are you glad to be here today? I'm so glad you're here. I love Dash for Cash uh, Sunday. Uh, I am really, really excited about what God is doing in the next generation, and this is a snapshot uh, of that. Uh, another snapshot is that we uh, returned late last night with our, uh, a bunch of our youth from National Fine Arts in Columbus, Ohio. <clears throat> 15,000 uh, students and uh, student leaders uh, were there for the week doing all the different categories and every night uh, coming together in a, in a nationwide arena there in downtown Columbus. And uh, I'll tell you what, it did my heart some good to see the next generation uh, pursuing Jesus. We, Lisa and I came in towards the end of, of uh, one of the services. It was a uh, missions emphasis, and, and uh, uh, the, the altars were just filled with young people who were um, answering the call of God on their lives. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I stood in the back of that auditorium, just tears streaming down my face, just dreaming about what this generation is going to do for the kingdom of God, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, I, 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 I don't know how to, how to even clearly communicate uh, all I felt in that moment, what God's doing, but also I want to give you an update on our Harvest uh, students. Many of you uh, know about fine arts. They uh, actually start, they do districts in March, uh, and then they go to nationals. Uh, that was this last week, and these students worked so hard. We took 16 uh, students. They participated in 17 different categories. Uh, and the way it works is that they, they, they do their presentation, whatever it might be, a, a drama, kids lesson, short sermon. And there's evaluators that are helping them uh, to give them a critique on uh, the skill set that you know, that that particular ministry requires. And, uh, and so um, what ends up happening is the highest, there's kind of levels, the highest level they just, is called superior. And I want to tell you, all of our students did amazing, but I, I want to really just give a shout out to those that, that um, got superiors. Uh, we had a kids lesson, uh, the group this year that got superior. Uh, photography mobile, Ella Hunter uh, got a superior. <clears throat> and then... I know you're going to want to clap for all of them. Uh, and then short sermon uh, with Ari, uh, Derek, and with Eden. Uh, both of them got superiors in theirs. Now you clap for them. And then, uh, and then Ava was in short sermon senior. There were just under 500 in that category that come from literally every state across the nation. And uh, they went from 500 to 34 in what they call callbacks for round two. And they went from 34 to 20 in round three. And Ava made it all the way to round three. It's the top 20 in the whole nation out of 500. And I think she owes that all to her mom. And then uh, kids uh, lesson solo. This one was exciting, uh, especially exciting. This is uh, Angel Serrano. This was his last year. He, he just graduated high school. So this was his last year. He's been doing this many, many years. And this year, y'all, this is amazing. Kids lesson solo. He was fourth in the entire nation. All of the kids lessons. <clears throat> and then... Just to top it off, he also wrote a, a children's book, and he got third in the nation for that, all right? And uh, 
I, it's not really about the placement, uh, but I do really enjoy seeing, we watched Angel over the years and the gift that God's put in him and, and just watched him develop that. It's just been absolutely incredible. Uh, and then two more top 10 finishes. Uh, last Sunday, you saw Julia uh, do her uh, sign language solo. She ended up eighth in the nation, which is absolutely incredible. And then uh, Ava, once again, she had a photography mobile in the senior category, and she was eighth in the nation for that photo as well. So, pretty cool for little old Harvest to have all four top ten finishes at the national level. I just am so proud uh, of all of these students and a lot, a lot of hard work uh, to get there, to work fireworks, to raise the money, to travel there. They just did incredible. And uh, a quick shout out too to Pastor Angie and Madison and to our leaders. Uh, our, we had a bunch of leaders that went with them. Just love what God's doing in the next generation. Absolutely incredible. Let me tell you about some things that are going on uh, soon here at Harvest. Uh, this afternoon, uh, there's 60 of us that are going to see the isotopes. Um, and uh, if you did not get your ticket, I think most of you have, but we have your ticket out uh, in the lobby after service, and we'll meet you there at the game. We're all sitting together, and we're just going to have a blast. Um, I don't know that we'll watch that much baseball, but we sure will have a lot of fun, and we'll probably eat too much food. Uh, as well. Uh, we have something coming up uh, that if you're new to Harvest, you, you're really going to want to pay attention to this. We do this about once a quarter. We call it open house. Uh, the idea is like if I was selling you, uh, selling my house, I, I might hold an open house. You can come in and look around, open all the doors and check every, all the rooms out and, and try to decide like, is this the house that I could live in? And so we try to do the same thing, but for our church. And so we open up the whole building and, and uh, we show you literally, we go all all the way through the building. We tell you about all the different ministries. You meet the ministry leaders. You see the, the building. You get to hear all the things that are going on. And it's literally just, it's our best shot at showing you kind of the full picture of what's happened at Harvest. We provide dinner. We provide child care. We go all out. We really work hard for this to be a great night. And so I'd love to invite you to that. It's coming up on Friday, August the 18th. We do need you to sign up. You can sign up online or on our Church Center app because that helps us to know how much food to get, all right? That's the main thing is so that we are completely ready for you. And so I hope you'll do that. And then we have a, 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 a Sunday coming up on August the 20th. And I'd love for you to just get your calendar. I use the calendar on my phone. And on August the 20th, this is all you need to do is, is mark the day and just put, do not miss church, okay? That's what I need you to do. We're doing a family reunion on August the 20th. And uh, the, the idea, here's what happened is we were sitting around at a staff meeting one day and we're talking about all the new families that have started coming to Harvest through the summer. And we're like, did you meet this family? And did you meet this family? We're talking. And then we started talking about all of our regular Harvest families who've been traveling for the summer. And I thought, how fun would it be to just put a date on the calendar and say, hey, everyone, prioritize this Sunday. Get here on the 20th because I need you to meet you, to meet you, to meet you. We're all going to come together. We're going to do a picnic afterwards. There's a sign up online to tell us what food 
food you're bringing. And uh, we're just going to have a great time hanging out on the 20th. And so that'll be a ton of fun. And then ladies, you don't want to miss the upcoming Women's Encounter. Uh, this will be a powerful, powerful time. It's September 28th through the 30th. It's at Glorietta Campground uh, uh, towards Santa Fe. So we do need you to sign up uh, because we have to reserve the right number of rooms and do all of that. And, and let, me just, let me just say this. This is pr- pretty much our attitude on all of the events that we do. If you're wanting to go, go to Women's Encounter and finances, if that might be the reason that you're thinking about not going, please talk to my wife or any of the, the women's leaders. We'll scholarship you. We'll help you. It's too important for you to miss it uh, over, uh, over, over money. And so we're going to help you to do that. Um, so We do a men's encounter and a women's encounter. And this, it's a powerful time. It's a, a focused time to really um, just, just press in to the Lord and to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. And it's, I want you to be there, ladies. And so please prioritize that and let us know if we can help you to do that. I forgot, by the way, uh, I do have one isotopes ticket. It's literally one. I have one. Someone bought it, and then they couldn't go, so they gave it to me. Is there one person that's here today that would want to go, and I'll just give you this ticket? Is there anyone here today? That would, Michael, can you get there? Can you get there? All right, come on, Michael. Here you go. All right. There you go, buddy. We'll see you at the isotopes tonight. All right, there we go. I almost forgot about that. Hey, I, I want to tell you something else. Um, uh, I'm so excited about, you'll, you'll see this next week. We, we've been doing some construction as part of our all-in campaign to update uh, our, our building to be able to do uh, ministry a little bit more effectively. Uh, we've been working in our, uh, our youth room, and that will actually open at the end of this month. I'm really excited. I, I, we got back last, late last night. I looked at it today with Pastor Jace and Pastor Tyler. It's so close. There's a couple of details we got to take care of and a few things that are coming in this week, but uh, that, that is really coming together. But I'm excited because we've got the next couple of projects lined up, and I wanted to tell you about it. So you'll notice next Sunday when you walk into this room, things will look a little bit different. There will be a new wall that will be built back here, kind of where the drums are currently sitting, because we're getting ready for the next week when our new big LED wall will be installed. And so I'm super excited. I can't wait. Uh, So next week, I don't even know if we'll have projection. I don't even know if we'll have anything for you you to sing uh, the words off or I I don't even, we don't know. It's going to be a little bit of a mess next week, but it's because of progress. So we're going to do that. And then the following week, we'll put our LED wall up. The week after that, we're remodeling uh, our kids' uh, restrooms. And the week after that, our youth room opens. So lots and lots of things happening across our building. And much of that is really geared towards the next generation, which I am extremely, extremely excited about, which brings me to this. Every single week, we take just a moment. We talk about generosity. Uh, the way that we talk about it, we have this phrase that we use. You might have heard it. Uh, it's a, we say it this way. We say, we live with open hands. And, and we really believe at Harvest, this is just the best way to live, that when you try too hard to just grab on and hold 
everything uh, that the scripture teaches, that it just slips through your fingers like sand. And so we've decided that our posture is there. So we're just going to open our hands. We're going to let the Lord use us more like a conduit, right? That things come into our lives and they go through and that we're, a, we're blessed to be a blessing to others. And I'll tell you, I, there's so many places that I could look where this is currently happening across the Harvest family. And I'm just so proud to uh, be a part of this church and all the things that we're doing on a weekly basis. You know, this week at the conference we were at, one of the things that happened is a whole bunch of our missionaries from around the world came in to be a part of it. And just over and over and over, I ran into missionaries that you are helping us to support. I heard the amazing stories of what God's doing in the countries where they're serving, uh, some of which we can't, I can't even talk about publicly because they're serving in countries where it would be dangerous if we told you who was there and what they were doing. But God is moving because of your generosity. And I just love that so, 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 so much. So there's a lot of ways to practice generosity. One of them is through uh, your financial giving. Uh, a whole bunch of you already give online. Uh, and the instructions are on the screen behind me. And there's also uh, giving boxes on your way out if you'd prefer to give that way. But thank you for all that you're doing in that area. Church, we're really making a difference. Do you feel it? Do you, can you tell? All right. I'd love to pray over you and your family in the area of generosity. Would that be okay? All right, let me pray for you. Father, thank you for my friends who are here today who've decided to live with open hands. Lord, it's exciting to do life with other people who have made this decision. And together, just every week, we just we got to pause and we just got to remind ourselves that this is the best way to live. And we just, we look to you, we honor you, we worship you through our giving. And Lord, I'm asking you that this week you would bless my friends so that we can be a blessing to others. Use us, Lord, to impact our, our neighborhood and, and, and then take it all around the world in just exciting and amazing ways. Lord, bless our missionaries, uh, so many of which I saw this week. Help them, encourage them, and use them in fantastic ways. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Well, you're in for a treat today because uh, I wasn't confident that American Airlines was going to get me home from Columbus on time. And so uh, we looked at the calendar. They did, by the way. They did get us home. Uh, but I looked at the calendar uh, several months ago. I said, Pastor Tyler, you're going to be in town the week that we're in Columbus. Um, why don't you just put it on your calendar to preach that Sunday? That way, if I make it or if I don't make it, it's just stress-free. Probably, Lisa can tell you, probably six times yesterday I said, I'm so glad I'm not preaching tomorrow. I'm so, it's gonna be, I was just enjoying just being with the students and flying and just having a time. You're going to hear from Pastor Tyler today. Tyler and Natalie and their beautiful family uh, have been on staff with us for, I think, seven years. Is that right? Seven years. Uh, they came initially as our youth pastors, uh, and then a little over a year ago uh, transitioned, and we really don't have a title for it, uh, but they transitioned into the do all the other things pastor. Um, <laughs> Tyler helps in so, so many ways. He's, a, he's incredibly talented. Uh, one of the main places is, is just with all things technology. Um, he makes sure uh, that things are streaming, our services get streamed, and all the social media gets updated, and the pictures get updated, and all this, all this stuff. He's taking care of things on the website. I mean, I, like literally every single week, uh, I, there are things that are happening that I couldn't tell you how they're happening, except 
for Tyler. He's just, he's the one. And we're in staff meetings and we're doing things like, can you do that, Tyler? Yeah. Can you do that, Tyler? Yeah. Can you do that? He's just always uh, helping us in so many ways. And, uh, and, and even though much of his role now is behind the scenes, uh, there is a, a call of God on Tyler uh, as a pastor. And I remember when we moved him into some of these roles, I, I was sharing with him. I said, look, I don't want you to get lost in just doing all of these things behind the scenes. As important as they are, there's a call in your life to be a pastor, and, and he does operate in that pastoral role um, an awful lot. And so I wanted to give him an opportunity to preach this morning. I'm excited to be on the front row taking notes and, uh, and, and hearing what God has for us today through Pastor Tyler. So would you help me this morning and welcome Tyler as he comes to share God's word this morning. Hey, uh, before I get started, this is super important. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know this. We have the best pastors in the world. Uh, man, uh, like honestly, uh, it is, it is, I'll give you another chance to clap in just a second. It is, it is rare uh, for, a, for a, a staff pastor to stay on staff for as long as I have. Uh, that doesn't happen. The, the average is like 18 months. That's like a year and a half. And, and yet both now our, our kids pastor, our youth pastor have both beaten that or are really close. Uh, and I've been here for seven years. Pastor Jason, Sarah, they've been here even longer. Uh, so will you just give a hand to Pastor Jason, Pastor Lisa, because man, we love you. Uh, your whole staff loves you. You got to know that. You're amazing. And your leadership is, is, is bar none. Um, hey, the, the, the school year is starting. <sighs> Breathe. It's okay. Uh, are you getting back in rhythm? Uh, is your schedule settling down? We've, we've had an amazing summer here at, at Harvest. We even made magnets at the beginning of the summer uh, to show off all that we were doing. And we still had stuff going on that didn't make the magnets. How cool is that? Uh, anyone else enjoy the pool party and the baptisms? That was awesome. Or how about our worship night? That one didn't make the magnet, but that was an amazing night. Or, or there's isotopes tonight, and we sold out of tickets, but uh, we're sitting in section 119. So if, if you want to come and join us, we'll wave at you from sections away, um, but you can, still, you can still come. I'm sure they've got tickets on, online if you want to go buy those. Um, this is my family's uh, first real summer. And, and I say that because we, we adopted Eli in November. We adopted Ruby the November before, which is a big difference from still being in foster care with, with visits and, and travel requests and travel reforms, informs, which if you're, if you're staying in state, you have to inform CYFD. If you're leaving state, you have to request and they have to approve it. Um, it's just a whole other world if you're if you're in that world, and if you're in that world, you know, you know what that's like, and if you're not, uh, well, New Mexico always needs more foster parents, uh, but it was super cool. Knowing all of this, one of Natalie's coworkers called it our summer of joy for this very reason, uh, but we had a rhythm before summer, and we had a rhythm during summer, and, and we're, we're transitioning rhythm or, or we're off rhythm, when we're transitioning rhythm or when we're off rhythm, it, it just throws everything off. If our kids aren't getting in bed or ready for bed by at the latest 7.30, the world is ruined. <laughs> they will stay up later. They'll wake up earlier. I, I don't understand how that happens. And, and honest, like our next day is gone. It's shot. 
There's attitudes, grumpies, as we call them in our house. Nothing tastes good. There are breakdowns without iPads, and that's just me and Natalie. <laughs> so now is, is probably a good time for us to, to reevaluate our rhythms. We, we tried really hard at the beginning of summer to keep a rhythm of waking up a little early, going to bed a little early, and that lasted all of like a week. Uh, and then we found our snooze buttons, and I swore we had lost those in the middle of last school year. Like, they were gone. I couldn't find them. Like, Natalie had hidden them in a closet somewhere. Something had happened to them. My message today is, is off our rhythm. And this isn't a, a talk on how to improve your family's rhythm in seven easy steps. We're going we're gonna to look at Jesus' rhythm and see how we can apply that to our own lives. We're going we're gonna to shift our thinking in what a healthy rhythm looks like. And, and as we're, uh, my main verse, hold on, I lost my spot. As we're in this rhythm transition, we're, we're just off. Off our rhythm, and, and yet in, in the next coming weeks, as we, we get back on a schedule, the weather cools, school's starting or, or has started. We get into the, the burr months. My, my sister posted the other day, the, the um, September, October, November, December, the best months of the year, partially because my birthday is included in there. Um, we have this opportunity to get either swept up in the hurry or be intentional. And I want to offer a, a starting place for intentional rhythms. My main verse today is, is absolutely my number one favorite verse. I've, I've preached it in different ways in the past, uh, especially in, in youth. But I, I started preparing this message without it until I found, came back to this verse. Jesus, it's so cool. You're, you're going to see it. Jesus tells us his rhythms and, and, in his, and, and then in his life through Scripture, he shows us his rhythms. So if you have your Bible today, it's Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. It'll be on the screen. The NIV version says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Or... The, the version I, I love, Eugene Peterson's version, the message says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Can we today learn and apply these unforced rhythms of grace into our own rhythm? What, is that, what does that even look like? Where does, where does that fit on the, on the calendar that has no room for it? Let's pray. Prepare our hearts. We do this every week to, to hear what God has to say for us today. Jesus, we and we, we love you and we thank you. God, you are already here. You are already present, working in us, talking to us, like, like digging deep. And, and all we need to do is have ears to hear. Open, open our hearts that we may be 
be ready to receive whatever you have for us. So God, this morning, will you, will you prepare us? Will, will, the, will the ground be ready for something to grow, something to happen, something to change? But that as we're, as we're starting this school year, as we're, we're getting into the end of this year, as we're, we're at, at, at a transitioning point, God, that we would, we would see the rhythms of Jesus and we will learn from them and we can apply them and we can be, be better for it. But more than anything, that we would be better followers of Jesus because of these teachings, because of your word, Father. We love you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Hopefully this feels like the kind of message for, for the beginning of a school year, of, of a year, of a January. For, for a lot of us parents especially, this is essentially the beginning of our year as school is starting. And it's, it's not that we're just off our rhythms. If we're honest about what our schedules and our calendars look like, it's, it's that our rhythms are just bad because they're, they're too fast. They're too full. They're too loud. And, and for so much of it, it's just noise. In, in music or in, in audio engineering, it's called a cacophony. It's this mess of, of sound and, and rhythm and vibration that have no coherent pattern. It's, it's literally noise for noise sake. It's, it's this. Yep. Sounds really good, right? Yeah. For, for some of you, that's indistinguishable from today's modern music. <laughs> but, but it's also this great representation of what our rhythm looks like or sounds like when they're not intentional, not directed, and just fast, full, and loud. I'll, I'll give you a much better example of what I believe a good rhythm looks and sounds like in just a little bit. But, but let's talk about some good practices for your rhythm. Okay, but here's where I have trouble. For me, I literally couldn't develop good rhythms until I had dealt with underlying issues. It's, it's like, to, to use another sound, common sound word, it's like tinnitus. Do you know what tinnitus is? Cool. Uh, I didn't. No, I did. Uh, it's an issue that comes from listening to sound too loud. And since I was a teenager in the 2000s, um, my whole teenage music like style was absolutely pop punk music. And, and one of the things that you do when you go to a pop punk concert is, number one, it's in a really small room because nobody really likes pop punk, um, uh, especially like we just like to have our hair to the side and, and wear really, really skinny jeans. Um, but, but you would go into this small room and you would, instead of like a, a hardcore rock concert, you'd try to mosh pit, but then somebody would break it up because the place is too small, they can't handle that. Um, but you would go as close to the speakers as absolutely possible. So I have vivid memories of like going to a concert and standing this close to the speaker and it's just blaring my ears. That's really good for you, isn't it? Um, and, and, and from that point on, because I was, I was really smart, uh, I... I had this, it's, tinnitus is this slight ringing in the back of your head that's underneath everything. Mine's not actually that bad. Like if I want to focus, I can, I can hear it, it's there, um, but, but it, it, it's, it, it becomes this underlying thing that's, that's beneath everything. And while, while these rhythms are solid that we're going we're gonna to discuss today, if there's something deeper 
If there's something more to it, what's really cool is we're going to be talking about that in just a couple of weeks. Um, Pastor Jason is going to be preaching on it. The Jewish culture of rhythms was and is a massive foundation of how they lived. It was, it was observation. It was celebration. It was remembrance and, and dedication with, with their local synagogue, their church, um, acting as a community center, a school, a, a, a court, a place to study. It was, it was a, a place you could always go to get a meal. It was a hostel. It was a place where visitors could come and sleep in the church. Uh, they also then observed Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of First Fruits, Shavuot, or Feast of Weeks, or to us, Pentecost, Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, which is Day of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Dedication, or Hanukkah, and of course, Sabbath. What's amazing is, is Jesus observed all of these, and all of these, these moments in their rhythm have meaning. If you're taking notes this morning, my, my first point is that you have to give your rhythm meaning. Human beings, we were created with the intention to have meaning. A, 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 a menial job, a, a, a stressful household, some hobby, tending a garden, playing a game, whether it's video games or sports or, or whatever, watching TV, doom scrolling for hours on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, none of that's meaning. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight twenty nine, 29, take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is an analogy in an analogy, okay? Yoke and burden are farming terms that Jesus' audience would never arrogance. He was branded as a radical, but never called unapproachable. John 15, 11, it says, I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. I, I fully believe that community happens the most effectively in the midst of joy. If I'm not having fun with you, uh, we're probably not going to be very close. And, and, and if I'm not any fun to hang out with, you're not going to want to be around me either. Jesus had to be a blast to hang out with. When you're, when you're throwing a wedding, you, need it, you want it to be fun. And if it's a week long, like ancient Israeli weddings, you need it to be fun. Jesus would arrive in cities and crowds would gather. He'd invite himself into homes and their doors would swing open. Community was a constant part of Jesus's rhythm. Even when he was pursuing solitude, the disciples were there. And a few times they were even interrupted by crowds gathering because this Jesus guy is amazing. Matthew eleven thirty 30, it says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Still in the same verse. And, and so today, when we're talking about, about community and, and when we're talking about keeping uh, company with Jesus, what that looks like for you and me is that we should be in community with, with what we call the body of Christ, which we know today as the church. As, 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 and you're the, the fingertip, the fingernail of that is harvest. The way that you're, you're involved in that is by joining a dream team. Is by if you're new coming to open house, if you're if if you've been here a little while joining a small group, finding that company and that community within the body of Christ that you can can grow together 
but learn to live that free and light life that he talks about. The third rhythm is, is work. And so Jesus is at this wedding and his, his mom comes to him and, it, and is like, you're, you're my son, okay? Uh, do something to help out with this wedding. And in true son fashion, Jesus sasses his mom. So, so mom, my mother watching online right now, uh, when I sass you, I'm just being like Jesus, okay? <laughs> the, the number of times I've been like, like smacked in the chest because I say something smart to my mom uh, while, she, while she's driving or while I'm sitting next to her, like, like I'm surprised my sternum isn't broken. Not, not because my mom hits hard, mind you. It's just because I am, I, I got smacked a lot for being that. Uh, but I, I love this, okay? John 2, 4, he says, uh, still at the wedding, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. And, and my, my footnotes tell me the, the Greek for woman here does not denote any disrespect. So that's nice, because I've definitely been smacked for some disrespect. Uh, but Jesus, being a good son, goes to work, and we get the story of his first miracle. Even as a kid, like, like in the synagogue during Passover, he gets lost, and his parents are, are completely freaking out, and they find him in his response in Luke 2.49. It's, why did you seek me? Again, love the sass. Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Jesus worked. He was was working, sitting at Matthew's table, at Martha's table, preaching on a hillside, preaching from a boat, teaching in a house when a a man is lowered through the ceiling, when, when a woman comes up and touches his robe and power comes out of him. Jesus spent three years working to do what he was brought here to do. And before that, he was a carpenter, like his earthly father, Joseph. But the rhythms of work cannot overtake the other rhythms. We have this nasty habit of finding our meaning in work instead of giving our work its meaning. And that's, like, that's, that's why you have to start with what is, what is the purpose? What is the meaning? Why, what is the meaning of my rhythm? That, that why do I do this? And we could, we could go on forever, like honestly, for, for how overworked we are. How our productivity has increased by over 60% since 1980. How we have less days of annual leave than most other major countries. How work during Jesus' time was from sunup to sundown. So they could, they could start a little bit earlier than we do but, and stop a little bit earlier than most of us do. Because now we just work 24-7 around the clock. And if we sleep, we're lucky. But let's... Let's move on to the last rhythm that Jesus shows us, and that is rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Have you ever taken a real rest? And I, I, don't, I don't mean not a, not a real rest in like you got a week of eight hours every single night. Like, like that's not what I mean. I mean a, a real, real down to your soul rest. And just to be completely honest, I don't know that I have. I, I know I've gotten better at it. I'm better, I'm better at it today than I've ever been. But, but for me, it, it feels like this, this idea of a real rest is... It's, it's hard to find. 
Because you can't, you can't truly rest when you're constantly busy. And it's a lie of the enemy that you have to be constantly busy. A study examining the way in which people switch off from work and embrace time off found it takes the typical employee a full four days to shake off the stresses of work. That means as Americans, we spend just 43% of a seven-day vacation, if you get that, or three full days feeling completely relaxed without nagging worries over work and responsibility back home. That's kind of, that's kind of rough. And in, in the Bible, the idea of, of biblical rest is the Sabbath. And it comes from Genesis 2, 3, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Isaiah says about the, the Sabbath in verse 50, uh, chapter 58, verse 13, if you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, if you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money, running here and there, then you'll be free to enjoy God. Oh, I'll make your ride high and soar above it all. I'll make you feast on the inheritance of your ancestor Jacob. Yes, God says so. The ancient Israeli people really liked to feast. They're just all over the place. Anglican author Shelley Miller in her book, Rhythms of Rest, writes, whatever you do that doesn't feel like work, that's what you do on your Sabbath. Author Mark Buchanan writes, cease from what is necessary. Embrace that which gives life. The, the Sabbath in their time was just a, a single day of the week. For us, uh, Jesus makes it clear. He says, the, the Sabbath is, is not made, uh, f- the man is not made for Sabbath. Sabbath is made for man. Our Sabbath should come whenever we need it in our rhythm. That we find that rest, we find that break, we find that peace in the flow of solitude, in the flow of community, in the flow of work, we find rest. Psalm 127.2, it says, It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? And for all of this, for all of this meaning, for all of this intention, the effectiveness of your Sabbath is tied to the health of your rhythm. I'm going to say that again. The effectiveness of your Sabbath is tied to the health of your rhythm. If if your rhythm of work is way out of balance, which is true for for most of us, your Sabbath is not going to bring you rest. Community is not going to re-energize you. It's not going to build you back up. It's going to hurt more and more. You have, to, you have to fight like a good song. You have to work these things in and out like, like flowing, flowing rivers. They have to be, be in line together. So here's, here's the rhythm that David offers. We're gonna, wait, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. Go ahead and close your notebooks. I'm, you're, you're, there's nothing else you'll need to take notes on. We're going to lower the lights in here. I'm going to ask you if you're comfortable 
to close your eyes and ignore the fact that you're going to be hearing my voice, um, I'm going to read to you Psalm 23. It says, starting in verse 1, that's intentional. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where, where in these rhythms do, do you need some shift, some adjustment. Where, where in these rhythms, where as we're as school year starting back up, our kids are about to go back to school. As uh, we're some of us are teachers, we're about to go back to school. Our our whole summer schedule we've had is changing. Where do you where do you need to work in margin for solitude, for community, for rest? Like work work is important. but so is everything else working together in this, in this flow, in this calmness, in this restoring my soul down paths of righteousness. The worship team is going to play. The, the streams are going to fade. And in these next few moments, we'll have the opportunity to accept Jesus' rhythm as our own, and start then preparing our minds to, to action those changes. So this morning, as, as you're ready, as you're ready in this, in this environment that we have, will you, as you're, whenever you're ready, eyes, if your eyes are still closed, if you still need time, but as you're ready, will you stand and join us in worship? Thank you for listening to the Harvest Fellowship Podcast. For more information, visit harvestabq.org.